section six of the mabinogen volume two by anonymous translated by charlotte guest this librivox recording is in the public domain kilwich and alwyn part three all that day they journeyed until the evening and then they beheld a vast castle which was the largest in the world and lo a black man huger than three of the men of this world came out from the castle and they spoke unto him whence comest them o man from the castle which you see yonder whose castle is that asked they stupid are ye truly o men there is no one in the world that does not know to whom this castle belongs it is the castle of gwernach the giant what treatment is there for guests and strangers that alight in that castle o chieftain heaven protect thee no guest ever returned thence alive and no one may enter therein unless he brings with him his craft then they proceeded towards the gate said gwerhire gwalstad eitheth is there a porter there is and thou if thy tongue be not mute in thy head wherefore dost thou call open the gate i will not open it wherefore wilt thou not the knife is in the meat and the drink is in the horn and there is revelry in the hall of gwernach the giant and except for a craftsman who brings his craft the gate will not be opened to-night verily porter then said kai my craft bring i with me what is thy craft the best burnisher of swords am i in the world i will go and tell this unto gwernach the giant and i will bring thee an answer so the porter went in and gwernach said to him hast thou any news from the gate i have there is a party at the door of the gate who desire to come in didst thou inquire of them if they possessed any art i did inquire said he and one told me that he was well skilled in the burnishing of swords we have need of him then for some time have i sought for some one to polish my sword and could find no one let this man enter since he brings with him his craft the porter thereupon returned and opened the gate and kai went in by himself and he saluted gwernach the giant and a chair was placed for him opposite to gwernach and gwernach said to him o man is it true that is reported of thee that thou knowest how to burnish swords i know full well how to do so answered kai then was the sword of gwernach brought to him and kai took a blue whetstone from under his arm and asked him whether he would have it burnished white or blue do with it as it seems good to thee and as thou wouldest if it were thine own then kai polished one half of the blade and put it in his hand will this please thee asked he i would rather than all that is in my dominions that the whole of it were like unto this it is a marvel to me that such a man as thou should be without a companion o oh, noble sir i have a companion albeit he is not skilled in this art who may he be let the porter go forth and i will tell him whereby he may know him the head of his lance will leave its shaft and draw blood from the wind and will descend upon its shaft again then the gate was opened and bedwer entered and kai said bedwer is very skilful although he knows not this art and there was much discourse among those who were without because that kai and bedwer had gone in and the young man who was with them the only son of Custenin, the herdsman got in also and he caused all his companions to keep close to him as he passed the three wards and until he came into the midst of the castle 
and his companions said unto the son of Custenin, thou hast done this thou art the best of all men and thenceforth he was called goru the son of Custenin. then they dispersed to their lodgings that they might slay those who lodged therein unknown to the giant the sword was now polished and kai gave it unto the hand of gurnach the giant to see if he were pleased with his work and the giant said the work is good i am content therewith said kai it is thy scabbard that hath rusted thy sword give it to me that i may take out the wooden sides of it and put in new ones and he took the scabbard from him and the sword in the other hand and he came and stood over against the giant as if he would have put the sword into the scabbard and with it he struck at the head of the giant and cut off his head at one blow then they despoiled the castle and took from it what goods and jewels they would and again on the same day at the beginning of the year they came to arthur's court bearing with them the sword of gurnach the giant and when they had told arthur how they had sped arthur said which of these marvels will it be best for us to seek first it will be best said they to seek maban the son of modron and he will not be found unless we first find idoel the son of er his kinsman then arthur rose up and the warriors of the islands of britain with him to seek for idoel and they proceeded until they came before the castle of glivy where idoel was imprisoned glivy stood on the summit of his castle and he said arthur what requirest thou of me since nothing remains to me in this fortress and i have neither joy nor pleasure in it neither wheat nor oats seek not therefore to do me harm said arthur not to injure thee came i hither but to seek for the prisoner that is with thee i will give thee my prisoner though i had not thought to give him up to any one and therewith shall thou have my support and my aid his followers said unto arthur lord go thou home thou canst not proceed with thy host in quest of such small adventures as these then said arthur it were well for thee gwerhire gwalstad i thoeth to go upon this quest for thou knowest all languages and art familiar with those of the birds and the beasts thou idoel oughtest likewise to go with my men in search of thy cousin and as for you kai and bedwer i have hope of whatever adventure ye are in quest of that ye will achieve it achieve ye this adventure for me they went forward until they came to the ousel of kilgwrai and gwerhire adjured her for the sake of heaven saying tell me if thou knowest aught of maban the son of modron who was taken when three nights old from between his mother and the wall and the ousel answered when i first came here there was a smith's anvil in this place and i was then a young bird and from that time no work has been done upon it save the pecking of my beak every evening and now there is not so much as the size of a nut remaining thereof yet the vengeance of heaven be upon me if during all that time i have ever heard of the man for whom you inquire nevertheless i will do that which is right and that which is fitting that i should do for an embassy from arthur there is a race of animals who were formed before me and i will be your guide to them so they proceeded to the place where it was the stag of red in ver stag of red in ver behold we are come to thee an embassy from arthur for we have not heard of any animal older than thou say 
knowest thou aught of mabon the son of modron who was taken from his mother when three nights old the stag said when first i came hither there was a plain all around me without any trees save one oak sapling which grew up to be an oak with an hundred branches and that oak has since perished so that now nothing remains of it but the withered stump and from that day to this i have been here yet have i never heard of the man for whom you inquire nevertheless being an embassy from arthur i will be your guide to the place where there is an animal which was formed before i was so they proceeded to the place where was the owl of quim Calwid. owl of quim Calwid. here is an embassy from arthur knowest thou aught of mabon the son of modron who was taken after three nights from his mother if i knew i would tell you when first i came hither the wide valley you see was a wooded glen and a race of men came and rooted it up and there grew there a second wood and this wood is the third my wings are they not withered stumps yet all this time even until to-day i have never heard of the man for whom you inquire nevertheless i will be the guide of arthur's embassy until you come to the place where is the oldest animal in this world and the one that has travelled most the eagle of Gwern abwi gwer hire said eagle of gwern abwi we have come to thee an embassy from arthur to ask thee if thou knowest aught of mabon the son of modron who was taken from his mother when he was three nights old the eagle said i have been here for a great space of time and when i first came hither there was a rock here from the top of which i pecked at the stars every evening and now it is not so much as a span high from that day to this i have been here and i have never heard of the man for whom you inquire except once when i went in search of food as far as lin lu and when i came there i struck my talons into a salmon thinking he would serve me as food for a long time but he drew me into the deep and i was scarcely able to escape from him after that i went with my whole kindred to attack him and to try to destroy him but he sent messengers and made peace with me and came and besought me to take fifty fish spears out of his back unless he know something of him whom you seek i cannot tell who may however i will guide you to the place where he is so they went thither and the eagle said salmon of lin lu i have come to thee with an embassy from arthur to ask thee if thou knowest aught concerning mabon the son of modron who was taken away at three nights old from his mother as much as i know i will tell thee with every tide i go along the river upwards until i come near to the walls of gloucester and there have i found such wrong as i never found elsewhere and to the end that ye may give credence thereto let one of you go thither upon each of my two shoulders so kai and gwerhire gwalstod eitheth went upon the two shoulders of the salmon and they proceeded until they came unto the wall of the prison and they heard a great wailing and lamenting from the dungeon said gwerhire who is it that laments in this house of stone alas there is reason enough for whoever is here to lament it is mabon the son of modron who is here imprisoned and no imprisonment was ever so grievous as mine neither that of lud law errant nor that of gride the son of Ari. hast thou hope of being released for gold or for silver or for any gifts of wealth or through battle and fighting by fighting will whatever i may gain be obtained 
then they went thence and returned to arthur and they told him where mabon the son of modron was imprisoned and arthur summoned the warriors of the island and they journeyed as far as gloucester to the place where mabon was in prison kai and bedwer went upon the shoulders of the fish whilst the warriors of arthur attacked the castle and kai broke through the wall into the dungeon and brought away the prisoner upon his back whilst the fight was going on between the warriors and arthur returned home and mabon with him at liberty said arthur which of the marvels will it be best for us now to seek first it will be best to seek for the two cubs of ghast rimhi is it known said arthur where she is she is in aber du said one then arthur went to the house of tringad in aber and he inquired of him whether he had heard of her there in what form may she be she is in the form of a she-wolf said he and with her there are two cubs she has often slain my herds and she is there below in a cave in aber so arthur went in his ship pridwen by sea and the others went by land to hunt her and they surrounded her and her two cubs and god did change them again for arthur into their own form and the host of arthur dispersed themselves into parties of one and two on a certain day as gwythyr the son of gridal was walking over a mountain he heard a wailing and a grievous cry and when he heard it he sprung forward and went towards it and when he came there he drew his sword and smote off an ant-hill close to the earth whereby it escaped being burned in the fire and the ant said to him receive from us the blessing of heaven and that which no man can give we will give thee then they fetched the nine bushels of flax seed which ispathaden penquar had required of kilwich and they brought the full measure without lacking any except one flax seed and that the lame pismai brought in before night as kai and bedwer sat on a beacon carn on the summit of plinlimon in the highest wind that ever was in the world they looked around them and saw a great smoke towards the south afar off which did not bend with the wind then said kai by the hand of my friend behold yonder is the fire of a robber then they hastened towards the smoke and they came so near to it that they could see dillus barvok scorching a wild boar behold yonder is the greatest robber that ever fled from arthur said bedwer unto kai dost thou know him i do know him answered kai he is dillus barvok and no leash in the world will be able to hold drudwin the cub of gride the son of eri save a leash made from the beard of him thou seest yonder and that even will be useless unless his beard be plucked alive with wooden tweezers for if dead it will be brittle what thinkest thou that we should do concerning this said bedwer let us suffer him said kai to eat as much as he will of the meat and after that he will fall asleep and during that time they employed themselves in making the wooden tweezers and when kai knew certainly that he was asleep he made a pit under his feet the largest in the world and he struck him a violent blow and squeezed him into the pit and there they twitched out his beard completely with the wooden tweezers and after that they slew him altogether and from thence they both went to gellywick in cornwall and took the leash made of dillus varvok's beard with them and they gave it unto arthur's hand then arthur composed this 
englin kai made a leash of dillus son of uri's beard were he alive thy death he'd be and thereupon kai was wroth so that the warriors of the island could scarcely make peace between kai and arthur and thenceforth neither in arthur's troubles nor for the slaying of his men would kai come forward to his aid for ever after said arthur which of the marvels is it best for us now to seek it is best for us to seek trudwin the cub of gride the son of airy a little while before this cryphilad the daughter of ludlaw errant and gwythyr the son of gridal were betrothed before she had become his bride gwyn op nut came and carried her away by force and gwythyr the son of gridal gathered his host together and went to fight with gwyn op nud but gwyn overcame him and captured gride the son of eri and glenu the son of tarin and gurgwist ledlam and dinvarth his son and he captured pen the son of nethog and nithon and kyledur wilt his son and they slew nithon and took out his heart and constrained kyledur to eat the heart of his father and therefrom kyledur became mad when arthur heard of this he went to the north and summoned gwyn ap nud before him and set free the nobles whom he had put in prison and made peace between gwyn ap nud and gwythyr the son of gridal and this was the peace that was made that the maiden should remain in her father's house without advantage to either of them and that gwyn ap nud and gwythyr the son of gridal should fight for her every first of may from thenceforth until the day of doom and that whichever of them should then be conqueror should have the maiden and when arthur had thus reconciled these chieftains he obtained migdwin gwedwa's horse and the leash of kurz kant ewen and after that arthur went in to amorica and with him mabon the son of melt and gwer gwalt urin to seek the two dogs of glithmer ledwick and when he had got them he went to the west of ireland in search of gurgi severi and Agar the son of eth king of ireland went with him and thence went arthur into the north and captured calder wilt and he went after isk ithurwin pen beth and mabon the son of melk came with the two dogs of glithmer led a wit in his hand and drudwin the cub of gride the son of airy and arthur went himself to the chase leading his own dog cavil and caw of north britain mounted arthur's mare lamrai and was first in the attack then caw of north britain wielded a mighty axe and absolutely daring he came valiantly up to the boar and clave his head in twain and Carr took away the tusk now the boar was not slain by the dogs that ispathadin had mentioned but by cavil arthur's own dog and after iskitherwin penbath was killed arthur and his host departed to gellywick in cornwall and thence he sent menwa the son of tirgoweth to see if the precious things were between the two ears of twerch twith since it were useless to encounter him if they were not there albeit it was certain where he was for he had laid waste the third part of ireland and minwa went to seek for him and he met with him in ireland in esgir orville 
and menwa took the form of a bird and he descended upon the top of his lair and strove to snatch away one of the precious things from him but he carried away nothing but one of his bristles and the boar rose up angrily and shook himself so that some of his venom fell upon menwa and he was never well from that day forward after this arthur sent an embassy to odgar the son of f king of ireland to ask for the cauldron of notch withal his purveyor and odgar commanded him to give it but de were notch said heaven is my witness if it would avail him anything even to look at it he should not do so and the embassy of arthur returned from ireland with this denial and arthur set forward with a small retinue and entered into pridwen his ship and went over to ireland and they proceeded into the house of dewer notch withal and the host of odgar saw their strength when they had eaten and drank as much as they desired arthur demanded to have the cauldron and he answered if i would have given it to any one i would have given it at the word of odgar king of ireland when he had given them this denial bedwer arose and seized hold of the cauldron and placed it upon the back of higwid arthur's servant who was brother by the mother's side to arthur's servant kachamri his office was always to carry arthur's cauldron and to place fire under it and len leog withal seized calde the wilch and brandished it and they slew dewer notch withal and his company then came the irish and fought with them and when he had put them to flight arthur with his men went forward to the ship carrying away the cauldron full of irish money and he disembarked at the house of lewithin the son of kelqued at forth kerthin in david and there is the measure of the cauldron then arthur summoned unto him all the warriors that were in the three islands of britain and in the three islands adjacent and all that were in france and in Amorica, in normandy and in the summer country and all that were chosen footmen and valiant horsemen and with all these he went into ireland and in ireland there was great fear and terror concerning him and when arthur had landed in the country there came unto him the saints of ireland and besought his protection and he granted his protection unto them and they gave him their blessing then the men of ireland came unto arthur and brought him provisions and arthur went as far as Esgir orville in ireland to the place where the boar frith was with his seven young pigs and the dogs were let loose upon him from all sides that day until evening the irish fought with him nevertheless he laid waste the fifth part of ireland and on the day following the household of arthur fought with him and they were worsted by him and got no advantage and the third day arthur himself encountered him and he fought with him nine nights and nine days without so much as killing even one little pig the warriors inquired of arthur what was the origin of that swine and he told them that he was once a king and that god had transformed him into a swine for his sins then arthur sent gwerhir gwalstot i felt to endeavour to speak with him and gwerhir assumed the form of a bird and alighted upon the top of the lair where he was with the seven young pigs and gwerhir gwalstot i felt asked him by him who turned you into this form if you can speak let some one of you i beseech you come and talk with arthur grugin Gryrich errant made answer to him now his bristles were like silver wire and whether he went through the wood or through the plain he was to be traced by the glittering of his bristles 
and this was the answer that grugin made by him who turned us into this form we will not do so and we will not speak with arthur that we have been transformed thus is enough for us to suffer without your coming here to fight with us i will tell you arthur comes but to fight for the comb and the razor and the scissors which are between the two ears of twerch twrith said grugin except he first take his life he will never have those precious things and to-morrow morning we will rise up hence and we will go into arthur's country and there will we do all the mischief that we can so they set forth through the sea towards wales and arthur and his hosts and his horses and his dogs entered pridwen that they might encounter them without delay twerch trith landed in porthclis in david and the same night arthur came to minyu the next day it was told to arthur that they had gone by and he overtook them as they were killing the cattle of kinwas quir e vogel having slain all that were at aberglethith of man and beast before the coming of arthur now when arthur approached twerch trith went on as far as presselu and arthur and his hosts followed him thither and arthur sent men to hunt him eli and trochmire leading drutwin the whelp of gride the son of eri and gwarthig the son of caw in another quarter with the two dogs of glithmer ledawig and bedwer leading cavil arthur's own dog and all the warriors ranged themselves around the niver and there came there the three sons of clethith divwelch men who had gained much fame at the slaying of isgith erwin penbeth and they went on from glen niver and came to kim kerwin and there twerch trith made a stand and slew four of arthur's champions gwarthigd the son of caw and tarach of alt clid and rydwin the son of eli Athver, and iskavan hail and after he had slain these men he made a second stand in the same place and there he slew gwydra the son of arthur and garslith wythel and glew the son of isgod and iskon the son of panan and there he himself was wounded and the next morning before it was day some of the men came up with him and he slew huanda and gogigwa and penpingan three attendants upon glulwid gavilbawer so that heaven knows he had not an attendant remaining excepting only les gevin a man from whom no one ever derived any good and together with these he slew many of the men of that country and gil e din sayer arthur's chief architect then arthur overtook him at pelham yawk and there he slew madoc the son of tithyan and gwyn the son of dringad the son of nevid and iron penlorau thence he went to abertibai where he made another stand and where he slew kaiflus the son of kainan and quilenhin king of france then he went as far as glen itstu and there the men and the dogs lost him then arthur summoned unto him gwyn ab nud and he asked him if he knew aught of twerch trith and he said that he did not and all the huntsmen went to hunt the swine as far as dythrin leich were and grugin gwalt irent and lwy dog gavinyad closed with them and killed all the huntsmen so that there escaped but one man only and arthur and his host came to the place where 
grugin and lie dog were and there he let loose the whole of the dogs upon them and with the shout and barking that was set up twerchfrith came to their assistance and from the time that they came across the irish sea arthur had never got sight of him until then so he set men and dogs upon him and thereupon he started off and went to minyith amamnya and there one of his young pigs was killed then they set upon him life for life and twitch lawan was slain and then there was slain another of the swine gris was his name after that he went on to dithrin amanwa and there banwa and benwig were killed of all his pigs there went with him alive from that place none save grugin gwalt irent and dry dog Gavinyad. thence he went on to lewich ewen and arthur overtook him there and he made a stand and there he slew etchel for the twill and garwilly the son of quithfogwire and many men and dogs likewise and thence they went to lewich tawi rugin gurich errant parted from them there and went to din tyri and thence he proceeded to sarah de Gyawin, and eli and trochmir with him and a multitude likewise then he came to garth gregan and there the wide dog govinyad fought in the midst of them and slew rudfuwa reese and many others with him then wide dog went thence to east Drad U, and there the men of amorica met him and there he slew herp by sog and the king of amorica and ligatruth emis and gurbathu arthur's uncles his mother's brothers and there was he himself slain twerch twrith went from there to between tawi and eurus and arthur summoned all cornwall and devon unto him to the estuary of the severn and he said to the warriors of this island twerch twrith has slain many of my men but by the valour of warriors while i live he shall not go into cornwall and i will not follow him any longer but i will oppose him life to life do ye as ye will and he resolved that he would send a body of knights with the dogs of the island as far as Uis, who should return thence to the severn and that tried warriors should traverse the island and force him into the severn and maban the son of modron came up with him at the severn upon gwyn migthon the horse of gwethu and koru the son of kustenan and menwa the son of tir gweth this was betwixt lin luan and aber gwai and arthur fell upon him together with the champions of britain and asla drew near and manawithan the son of lear and kakumrai the son of arthur and gwingilly and they seized hold of him catching him first by his feet and plunged him in the severn so that it overwhelmed him on the one side maban the son of modron spurred his steed and snatched his razor from him and kyledir wilt came up with him on the other side upon another steed in the severn and took from him the scissors but before they could obtain the comb he had regained the ground with his feet and from the moment that he reached the shore neither dog nor man nor horse could overtake him until he came to cornwall if they had had trouble in getting the jewels from him much more had they in seeking to save the two men from being drowned cock as they drew him forth was dragged by two millstones into the deep and as osla kill el var 
was running after the boar his knife had dropped out of his sheath and he had lost it and after that the sheath became full of water and its weight drew him down into the deep as they were drawing him forth then arthur and his host proceeded until they overtook the boar in cornwall and the trouble which they had met with before was the mere play to what they encountered in seeking the comb but from one difficulty to another the comb was at length obtained and then he was hunted from cornwall and driven straight forward into the deep sea and thenceforth it was never known whither he went and aned and ephlem with him then went arthur to gellywick in cornwall to anoint himself and to rest from his fatigues said arthur is there any one of the marvels yet unobtained said one of his men there is the blood of the witch orthu the daughter of the witch orwin of pen nant govid on the confines of hell arthur sent forth towards the north and came to the place where was the witch's cave and gwyn ab nud and gwythyr the son of gridal counselled him to send cochin rye and higwid his brother to fight with the witch and as they entered the cave the witch seized upon them and she caught higwid by the hair of his head and threw him on the floor beneath her and cochin rye caught her by the hair of her head and dragged her to the earth from off higwid but she turned again upon them both and drove them both out with kicks and with cuffs and arthur was wroth at seeing his two attendants almost slain and he sought to enter the cave but gwyn and gwythyr said unto him it would not be fitting or seemly for us to see thee squabbling with a hag let hiram wren and hiridil go to the cave so they went but if great was the trouble of the two first that went much greater was that of these two and heaven knows that not one of the four could move from the spot until they placed them all upon lamrai arthur's mare and then arthur rushed to the door of the cave and at the door he struck at the witch with carnwenon his dagger and clover in twain so that she fell in two parts and caw of north britain took the blood of the witch and kept it then kelwich set forward and goru the son of kustenen with him and as many as wished ill to ispathaden penquar and they took the marvels with them to his court and caw of north britain came and shaved his beard skin and flesh clean off to the very bone from ear to ear art thou shaved man said kilwich i am shaved answered he is thy daughter mine now she is thine said he but therefore needest thou not thank me but arthur who hath accomplished this for thee by my free will thou shouldest never have had her for with her i lose my life then goru the son of kustenen seized him by the hair of his head and dragged him after him to the keep and cut off his head and placed it on a stake on the citadel then they took possession of his castle and of his treasures and that night alwyn became kilwich's bride and she continued to be his wife as long as she lived and the hosts of arthur dispersed themselves each man to his own country and thus did kilwich obtain alwyn the daughter of ispathaden penquar end of section six